0: Section 22 of The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information on the volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2, by Zhao Shujin. Translated by Henry Bancroft Jolie. Chapter 36, Part 1. While Zhe Ren is busy embroidering mandarin ducks, Bao Yu receives in the Jiang Yun Pavilion an omen from a dream. Bao Yu apprehends that there is a destiny in affections, when his feelings are aroused to a sense of the situation in the pear fragrance court. Ever since our Lady Jia's returned from Madame Wang's quarters, for we will now take up the strain of our narrative. She naturally felt happier in her mind as she saw that Pao Y improved from day to day. But nervous lest Chia Chen should again in the future send for him, she lost no time in bidding a servant summon a head page, a constant attendant upon Chia Chen, to come to her, and in impressing upon him various orders. Should, she enjoined him, anything turn up henceforward connected with meeting guests entertaining visitors and other such matters and your master mean to send for Bao yu you can dispense with going to deliver the message just you tell him that i say that after the severe thrashing he has had great care must be first taken of him during several months before he can be allowed to walk and that secondly his constellation is unpropitious and that he could not see any outsider while sacrifices are being offered to the stars that i won't have him therefore put his foot beyond the second gate before the expiry of the eighth moon the head-page listened patiently to her instructions and assenting to all she had to say he took his leave old Lady cha thereupon also sent for nurse li and the other waiting mates and recommended them to tell Bao yu about her injunctions so that he might be able to quiet his mind Bao yu had always had a repugnance for entertaining high officials and men in general and the greatest horror of going in official hat and ceremonial dress to offer congratulations or express condolences to pay calls return visits or perform other similar conventionalities but upon receipt on the present occasion of this message he became so much the more confirmed in his dislikes that not only did he suspend all intercourse with every single relative and friend but even went so far as to study more than he had ever done before his own caprices in the fulfillment of those morning and evening salutations due to the senior members of his family day after day he spent in the garden doing nothing else than loafing about sitting down here or reclining there of a the morning he would as soon as it was day stroll as far as the quarters of dougier lady Ja and madame wong to repair back however in no time yet ever ready was he every day that went by to perform menial services for any of the wedding maids, he in fact wasted away in the most complete doce fa niente days as well as months if perchance pao chai or any other girl of the same age as herself found at any time an opportunity to give him advice he would instead of taking it in good part fly into a huff a pure and spotless maiden he would say has likewise gone and deliberately imitated those persons whose aim is to fish for reputation and to seek praise that set of government thieves and salaried devils this result entirely arises from the fact that there have been people in former times who have uselessly stirred up trouble and purposely fabricated stories with the primary object of enticing the filthy male creatures who would spring up in future ages to follow in their steps and who would have thought it i have had the misfortune of being born a masculine being but even those beautiful girls in the female apartments have been so contaminated by this practice that rarely they show themselves ungrateful for the verge of heaven and earth in endowing them with perception and in rearing them with so much comeliness. Seeing therefore what an insane mania possessed him, not one of his cousins came forward to tender him one proper word of counsel. Lin Da Yu was the only one of them who, from his very infancy, had never once admonished him to strive and make a position and attain fame. So thus it was that he entertained for Da Yu profound consideration. But enough of minor details we will now turn our attention to lady Feng. soon after the news of jin chun death reached her she saw that domestics from various branches of the family paid her frequent visits at most unexpected hours and presented her a lot of things and that they courted her presence at most unseasonable moments to pay their compliments and adulate her and she began to harbor suspicions in her own mind, as she little knew what their object could possibly be. On this date, she again noticed that some of them had brought their gifts. So when evening arrived, and no one was present, she felt compelled to inquire jocosely of Ping'er what their aim could be. "'Can't your ladyship fathom even this?' Ping'er answered with a sardonic smile. "'Why?' their daughters must i fancy be seven girls in madame wang's apartments. for her ladyship's room four elderly girls are at present allotted with a monthly allowance of one tail the rest simply receiving several hundreds of cash each month so now that jin Chun'er er is dead and gone these people must of course be anxious to try their tricks and get this one tail job hearing this lady feng smiled a significant smile that's it yes that's it she exclaimed you have really suggested the idea to my mind from all appearances these people are a most insatiable lot for they make quite enough in the way of money and as for any business that requires a little exertion why they are never ready to bear a share of it They make use of their girls as so many tools to show their own duties upon Yet one overlooks that But must they too have designs upon this job? Never mind These people cannot easily afford to spend upon me the money they do But they bring this upon their own selves So I'll keep every bit of thing they send I've, after all, resolved how to act in the matter Having arrived at this decision Lady Feng purely and simply projected the delay until all the women had sent her enough to satisfy her. When she at last suited her own convenience and spoke to Madame Wang on the subject of the vacant post, Mrs. Xie and her daughter were sitting one day at noon in Madame Wang's orders, together with Lin Tai Yu and the other girls. When Lady Feng found an opportunity and broached the topic with Madame Wang, Ever since, she said, Sister Jin Twinner's death, there has been one servant less in your ladyship's service, but you may possibly have set your choice upon some girl. If so, do let me know who it is, so that I may be able to pay her her monthly wages. This reminder made Madame Wang commute with her own self. I fancy, she remarked, that the custom is that there should be four or five of them, but as long as there are enough to wait upon me, I don't mind So we can really dispense with another What you say is, probably speaking, perfectly correct Smiled Lady Feng. But it's an old established custom There are still a couple to be found in other people's rooms And won't you, madam, conform with the rule? Besides, the saving of a tail is a small matter After this argument, Madam Wong indulged in further thought Never mind, she then observed Just you bring over this allowance and pay it to me And there will be no need to supply another girl I will hand over this tale to her younger sister Yu chun and finish with it Her elder sister came to an unpleasant end up the long term of service with me So if the younger sister She leaves behind in my employ Receives a double share it won't be any too excessive. Lady Feng expressed her approval, and turning round, she said smilingly to Yu Shun-er, "I congratulate you. I congratulate you." Yu Shun-er thereupon crossed over and prostrated herself. I just want to ask you, Madame Wang went on to inquire, "How much Mrs. Zhao and Mrs. Zhou are allowed monthly?" They have a fixed allowance," answered Lady Feng each of them draws two tails but mrs jiao gets two tails for cousin chia huang so hers amounts in all to four tails besides these four strings of cash are they paid in full month after month madame wang inquired Lady feng thought the question so very strange that she hastened to exclaim by way of reply how are they not paid in full the other day, Madame Wang proceeded, I heard a faint rumor that there was someone who complained in an aggrieved way that she had got a string shot. How and why is this? The monthly allowances of the servant girls attached to the secondary wives, Lady Feng hurriedly added with a smile, amounted originally to a dow each. But ever since last year, it was decided by those people outside that the shares of each of those ladies' girls should be reduced by half, that is, each to five hundred cash. And as each lady has a couple of seven girls, they receive therefore a dow short. But for this they can't bear me a grudge. As far as I am concerned, I would be too glad to let them have it, but our people outside will again disallow it. So is it likely that, I can authorize any increase pray in this matter of payments i merely receive the money and i've nothing to do with how it comes and how it goes i nevertheless recommended on two or three occasions that it would be better if these two shares were again raised to the old amount but they said there's only that much money so that i can't very well volunteer any further suggestions Now that the funds are paid into my hands, I give them to them every month without any irregularity of even so much as a day. When payments hitherto were effected outside, what month were they not short of money? And did they ever, on any single instance, obtain their pay at the proper time and date? Having heard this explanation, Madame Wang kept silent for a while. Next, she proceeded to ask, how many girls there were with old Lady Chia, drawing one tail? Eight of them, rejoined Lady Feng. But there are at present only seven. The other one is Zhe Ren. Quite right, assented Madam Wang. But your cousin Bao Yu has an animate at one tail, for Zhe Ren is still a servant belonging to old Lady Chia's household. Zhe Ren, Lady Feng smiled, is still our dear ancestor's servant. She only lent to cousin Bao Yu, so that she still receives this tale in her capacity of maid to our worthy senior. Any proposal, therefore, that might now be made that this tale should, as during his Bao Yu's servant, be curtailed, can on no account be entertained. Yet, were it suggested that another servant should be added to our senior's staff, then in this way one could reduce the tale she gets. But, if this be not curtailed, it will be necessary to also add a servant in cousin Jia Huang's rooms, in order that there should be a fair apportionment. In fact, Qingwen, Wen, Xie Yue, and the others, numbering seven senior mates, receive each a dao a month, and Zha Hui and the rest of the junior mates, eight in all, get each five hundred cash per month. And this was recommended by our venerable ancestor herself. So how can anyone be angry and feel displeasure? Just listen," laughed Mrs. Cher. "To that girl Feng's mouth, it rattles and rattles like a cart laden with walnuts, which has turned topsy-turvy. Yet her accounts are, from what one can gather, clear enough, and her arguments full of reason." Aunt rejoined Lady Feng, smiling. Was I likely, pray, wrong in what I said? Whoever said you were wrong, Mrs. Cher smiled. But were you to talk a little slower, wouldn't it be a saving of exertion for you? Lady Feng was about to laugh, but hastily checking herself, she lent an ear to what Madame Wang might have to tell her. Madame Wang indulged in thought for a considerable time. Afterwards, facing Lady Feng. You'd better, she said, select a waiting maid tomorrow and send her over to our worthy senior to fill up Zhiren's place. Then, discontinue that allowance which Zhiren draws and keep out of the sum of twenty taels allotted to me monthly, two taels and a dao, and give them to Jiren. So, henceforward, what Mrs. Zhao and Mrs. Zhou will get. Jiren will likewise get with the only difference that the share granted to jean will be entirely apportioned out of my own allowance mine therefore there will be no necessity to touch the public funds Feng acquiesced to each one of her recommendations and pushing mrs she aunt she inquired have you heard her proposal what have i all along maintained well my words have actually come out true today this should have been accomplished long ago mrs cher answered for without of course making any allusion to her looks her way of doing business is liberal her speech and her relations with people are always prompted by an even temper while inwardly she has plenty of singleness of heart and eagerness to hold her own indeed such a girl is not easy to come across. Madame Wang made every effort to conceal her tears. How could you people ever rightly estimate Juran's qualities? She observed, "Why, she's a hundred times better than my own Bao Yu. How fortunate! In reality, Bao Yu is. Well, would it be if he could have her way upon him for the whole length of his life? In that case, Lady Feng suggested." Why, have her face shaved at once, and openly place her in his room as a secondary wife? Won't this be a good plan? This won't do, Madame Wang retorted. For first and foremost, he's of tender years. In the second place, my husband won't countenance any such thing. In the third, so long as Bao Yu sees that Zhe Ren is his waiting maid He may, in the event of anything occurring from his having been allowed to run wild, listen to any good counsel she might give him. But were she now to be made his secondary wife, Jiren would not venture to tender him any extreme advice, even when it is necessary to do so. It is better, therefore, to let things stand as they are for the present, and talk about them again after the lapse of another two Or three years At the close of these arguments Lillifong could not put in a word By way of reply To refute them So turning round She left the room She had no sooner, however Got under the veranda Than she discerned the wives Of a number of butlers Waiting for her to report Various matters to her Seeing her issue out of the room They with one consent smiled what has Your ladyship had to lay before Madame Wang? They remarked that you've been talking away this length of time, Didn't you find it hot work, Lady Feng tucked up her sleeves several times, then resting her foot on the step of the side door, she laughed and rejoined the draught in this passage is so cool that I'll stop and let it play on me a bit before I go on. You people, she proceeded to tell them say that i have been talking to her all this while but madame wang conjured up all that has occurred for the last two hundred years and questioned me about it so could i very well not have anything to say in reply but from this day forth she added with a sarcastic smile i shall do several mean things and should even mrs Chao and mrs joe go out of any ill will and tell madame wang I won't know what fear is for such stupid, glib-tongued, foul-mouthed creatures as they, who are bound not to see a good end. It isn't for them to indulge in those fanciful dreams of becoming primary wives. For there will come soon a day when a whole lump sum of their allowance will be cut off. They grumble against us for having now reduced the perquisites of their seven maids, but they don't consider whether they deserve to have so many as three girls to dance attendance on them while heaping abuse on their heads she started homewards and went all along in search of some domestic to-go and deliver a message to old lady Jia. but without any further reference to her we'll take up the thread of our narrative with mrs sher and the others along with her during this interval, they finished feasting on melons. After some more gossip, each went her own way. And Baochai, Da Yu, and the rest of the cousins returned into the garden. Baochai then asked Da Yu to repair with her to the ocean arbor, but Da Yu said that she was just going to have a bath. So, they parted company, and Baochai walked back all by herself on a way she stepped into the Yi Yuan to look up pao yu and have a friendly hobnob with him with the idea of dispelling her midday lassitude but contrary to her expectations the moment she put her foot into the court she did not so much as catch the call of a crow even the two stocks stood under the banana trees plunged in sleep pao chai proceeded along the covered passage and entered the rooms. Here she discovered the seven girls sleeping soundly on the bed of the outer apartment, some lying one way, some another, so turning round the decorated screen, she went her steps into Bao Yu's chamber. Bao Yu was asleep in bed, Zhu Ren was seated by his side, busy plying her needle. Next to her lay a yak tail pao chai advanced up to her you're really far too scrupulous she said smilingly in an undertone are there still flies or mosquitoes in here and why do you yet use that fly flap for to drive what away zhe Ren was quite taken by surprise but hastily raising her head and realizing that it was pao chai she hurriedly put down her needlework Miss. She whispered with a smile You came upon me so unawares that You gave me quite a start You don't know, miss That though there be no flies or mosquitoes there is No one would believe it A kind of small insect Which penetrates through the holes of these gourds It is scarcely to be detected But when one is asleep It bites just like ants do It isn't to be wondered at chai suggested but the back of these rooms adjoins the water the whole place is also one mass of fragrant flowers and the interior of this room is too full of their aroma these insects grow mostly in the core of flowers so no sooner do they sense the smell of any than they at once rush in saying this she cast a look on the needlework that is, Zhe held in her hands. It consisted, in fact, of a belt of white silk, lined with red and embroidered on the upper part with designs representing mandarin ducks, disporting themselves among some lotus. The lotus flowers were red, the leaves green, the ducks of variegated colors. Ai ya, ejaculated Bao Chai, What very beautiful work. For whom is this, that is worth your while wasting so much labor on it? Jaren pouted her lips towards the bed. Does a big strapping fellow like this, Bao chai laughed, still wear such things? He would never wear any before. Jaren smiled. That's why such a nice one was specially worked for him, in order that when he was allowed to see it, you should not be able to do otherwise than use it. With the present hot weather, he goes to sleep anyhow, but as he has been coaxed to wear it, it doesn't matter if even he doesn't cover himself well at night. You say that I bestow much labor upon this, but you haven't yet seen the one he has on. It is a lucky thing, Bao Chai observed, smiling that you are gifted with such patience. I've done so much of it today, remarked Jerin, that my neck is quite sore from bending over it. My dear miss, she then urged with a beaming countenance, "do sit here a little, I will go out for a turn. I'll be back shortly. With these words, she sallied out of the room. End of section 22